I could not believe the power of the current. It swept us along a mile or more offshore from the rest of the boat. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without losing your soul or your mind in the process. Today's episode is going to be devoted entirely to answering one listener's question. Hi, David. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. I've always thought about this question. What do you consider as culture, organizational culture, the culture in a company, in an organization? What does that mean? And what's a great culture? What's a great organizational culture to have? Uh, happy for your responding. Thank you. All the best. Johan, thanks for this fantastic leadership question about culture. Let's begin with a definition of culture. Our favorite definition of culture comes from Seth Godin. And the way that Seth talks about it is this. He says, culture is basically the understanding that people like us do things like this. Now, that may sound like a simple definition, but when it comes to leadership, performance, results, and productivity, and all the things that you want to achieve as a leader, it is a phenomenally powerful definition. So let's unpack this a little bit. One of the earliest places that I heard about culture was from a leadership mentor of mine. And the way that he described it was like this. He said, let's say that we as an organization have made a commitment to quality. We're going to ship quality products. And that that's part of the culture that we want to have. He said, when culture is working and it's doing what we expect, you'll see that in instances like this. There are packages that are going down that are going to be loaded into a truck for delivery. And one of those boxes slips off the conveyor belt. It falls off. And one guy picks up the box, puts it back on the belt. And the other person, she says, hey, listen, remember, we have a 100% quality commitment here. We can't ship that until we take a look at it. And the first guy says, oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. Let's pull that off. We'll take a look at it, make sure it's good. That's culture in action. People like us do things like this. I like to think of culture as the promises that we make to one another. So as a team, as an organization, what are our commitments to each other about how we're going to interact, how we're going to do business together? How are we going to treat our customers? What's the service we're going to provide? How are we going to resolve conflicts? How are we going to move forward? There are all sorts of different ways of thinking about the promises that we make and what are the things that people like us do? All of that goes into culture. Now, why is culture so important? Culture has an incredible power because we're talking about human beings here. One time I was scuba diving in the Galapagos Islands with my daughter and Karen and uh, our son Sebastian. And we jumped into the water, and if you know anything about the ocean in the Galapagos area, there is a convergence of three different major ocean currents, and it's part of what makes the sea life so interesting in that part of the world. Well, I had never done a current dive before. Now, if you're not a scuba diver, the way that current dives work is you hop off the boat, you go into the water, and you don't expect that you're going to be swimming much. You're basically going to let the current pull you along. 
I expected the current to be something like a lazy river. If you've ever been to a hotel and you hop on one of those inflatable rings and you float along the river like a lazy river, that's what I thought the current would be like. Holy cow, was I wrong. I have never experienced anything like this before. Uh, we get in the water and we come around the corner from this kind of rocky outcropping. We swim around that corner and it is like a jet has taken a hold of us and is just we are just zipping along and we're seeing sea life and cool things. And we're definitely not swimming. I mean, you could swim up, you could swim down, you could go side to side, but you could not swim against that current. Not a human being anyway. I suppose a, a whale or a sea turtle might be able to. And there were lots of sharks that we saw as well, but no way could you swim against that current. Culture is a little bit like that. the culture, the understanding, people like us do things like this. When everybody is acting a particular way, the way that human beings are wired, it is more likely that everybody else is going to do the same thing. So if the culture on your team is that a meeting starts on time, and then if a, a meeting says this thing starts at nine o'clock, and the culture is that everybody is there, their rear is in the chair, they've read the, the material, they're ready to ask intelligent questions, it's more likely, if that's the culture, that when somebody new joins the team, it's only going to take one time for them to go, oh, wait a minute, this really, they really mean this is how things work here. People like us do things like this. We take care of the customer this way. We resolve our problems this way. These are the things we do. This is how we innovate. This is how we solve problems. This is how we create the new future. Whatever it is you're doing, people like us do things like this. So that's the power of culture. It determines human behavior. It makes it much more likely that somebody is going to do whatever needs to be done to get the results that you want to see happen. Now, culture can work against you as well. If you're asking somebody to swim against that current, you're asking them to do something heroic. And if plain old success requires your people to constantly be heroic, that's not a fair expectation, and long-term, you're not going to be able to sustain those results. We can all sprint and do heroic things every once in a while, but we can't do that every day. Culture determines what we're doing every day. So, Johan, with that definition of culture and understanding the power of culture, I want to go on to the part of your question where you ask, what's the best culture? This is an interesting question from a leadership perspective, what is the best culture? I think there are two answers to this question. First is, I believe that the healthiest cultures and organizations are ones that equally value results and relationships. That human beings look at each other with dignity, with respect, with value, and we recognize and value one another. And equally, we look at the results we're trying to achieve and say, hey, listen, this is the reason this team or this company exists is to achieve these results. So if we're not achieving these results, our entire reason for being doesn't exist. So we focus on relationships and results in equal measure. And I think the healthiest cultures do that very well. Now, beyond that, there are many answers to your question. What's the best culture? Part of that depends on the work you're trying to do. You've probably heard the maxim that was popular at Facebook, move fast and break things. 
Well, that's a great type of culture to have when you're a startup, cutting edge, trying to invent technology that hasn't been invented before and get it to market quickly and test it and so on. However, that culture doesn't work so well when you are a monstrous, a behemoth of a communication company and that moving fast means you may break entire nations or voting cycles or you know, all the different problems that Facebook has run into. So that innovative startup culture works in one instance. It doesn't work as well in another. And as a leader, you need to be cognizant about what is your organization? Who are you? What are you trying to achieve? And what kind of culture do you need to get there? If you need some thoughtful and reflective process around some of the things that you're doing and thinking of second and third order effects, you're going to have to have a different culture. A bank has a different culture than a startup. There are so many regulatory and compliance issues. Uh, healthcare, right? depending on what aspect of healthcare you're in. Again, different culture. Some of these are very high touch with people. And they're going to have a culture related to that. So there are many answers to the different kinds of culture that you might have as a leader. And if you run a team or run the business or own your own company, you may have a particular way that you like to do business. And all of those are okay. So long as you maintain that combined focus on human relationships and the business results. Johan, thanks again for that question. Now, if you have a question that you would like to submit, I'd love to answer your questions about leadership, about management, or any topic that we have covered on the show up to this point. You can submit your question one of two ways. First is you can email it to david.die at letsgrowleaders.com. Or like Johan did today, you can go to leadership without losing your soul Com. Find the orange button, click that, it may ask you for permission to use your microphone, and then you can record your question. I look forward to using your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening today, and remember, the power of culture makes it so much more likely that people are going to do what's in the best interest of the team, the customer, and the results you're trying to achieve. People like us do things like this. Until next time. Be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.